Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to the TalkSport Daily Podcast for the first time with me, Paul Ross, in for the mighty Andy Goldstein, who's on his way back from the snooker in Northern Ireland. I promise he will be here for the next edition, which is, of course, let me check the watch, tomorrow. And on the pod today, we'll hear from Mark Saggers and Alvin Martin reacting to England's win in Kosovo, Ray Parler on Christian Eriksen's future, and Simon Jordan won't be holding back with his views on Tyson Fury. So to kick things off, it's the international special with Mark Saggers and Alvin Martin reacting to England's thumping, brilliant 4-0 win over Kosovo. Now Harry Kane has won possession back on the edge of the penalty area and it's 4-0! Mason Mount puts the ball into the net for his first international goal. Still one or two things uh, to think about as far as Gareth Southgate is concerned, but what were his thoughts when he spoke with our England correspondent Nigel Adley? Was it a good environment to, to bring some young players in today because it was a terrific atmosphere inside the stadium? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, young players, uh, great game for Nick Pope to go in because there was consequences of not winning today. Um, it, it could have affected our seeding and um, uh, of course there's always pressure to win with England but to have that extra edge I think meant that the players coming in knew OK, it's not just a, a free hit and... Um, and we needed to see them in that sort of uh, environment. Now Winks, Winks is in. It's Harry Winks who scores. England lead just past the half-hour mark. What a moment for Harry Winks. Winks was talking about the competition in the midfield area uh, uh, last night. Is he moving ahead of some of the other challenges as, as they were? Well, they're all different types of player. And um, uh, we've talked in the past about the way that Harry can receive in tight areas his his feet to be able to turn out of trouble and and, and an awareness of where the pressure's coming from. Um, and we haven't got many players like that in England, frankly. And um, I think in the last two matches, the the, the two previous games he played, um, it w- there wasn't so much pressure in our third of the uh, two thirds of the pitch. Tonight he had to receive in tighter areas where the team was suffering a little bit to get out of the pressure um, and he had a big part to play not just the goal that calmed everything but um, the fact that he, he was comfortable to receive deeper and, and get the play started for us. Just finally, um, four months now until the next game as, as a manager building to a major tournament is that a nervous time? Fingers crossed everyone stays fit? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you, you want that. The realities of that are always different. But we have such good depth in so many positions now, and that's what we've been trying to build so that um, if players have to come in, they've had 
experience of working with us, they've had experience of being on the pitch with us. Um, so we're pretty happy that we've managed to qualify, but also blood a lot of new players um, over the last 12 months. Managerial skills are going to be an, uh, as much now, aren't they, about man management and what he decides to do. I know that uh, Joe Gomez has hopefully put behind what happened with Raheem Sterling, who's also got to put it behind. But these are all things now that England have got to move together as one. And I think really at some stage in these next three games for me, I would like to see him play that 11 that he hopefully could think will start the tournament um, barring any late injuries. Do you know what the most powerful leverage um, and commodity that, that, that Gareth Southgate has got at his disposal now in terms of his man management of the squad and that is they're all desperate to get involved in a team that looks potentially to be a great England team and we talk about managing millionaires and the, 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 the how difficult it is now and Sir Alex you know used to be able to do it didn't he and mm. But it's a very difficult part of management now. But the most powerful thing is with real top players who want to win and, and love playing football. These these England players that are in that category. They all want to get in that team. They all want to get in that team. All want to get in that squad. So they've got to, they've got to. If he says jump, they're going to jump, Mark. And I think you know that, that that's going to help him to be able to manage this squad um, easier. The Sunday exclusive now with Danny Kelly and Simon Jordan on senior England players being involved in that decision to drop Raheem Sterling for the last match at Wembley. Being told by the uh, the teenage producer that in fact Southgate had sent Sterling home had and, and it was the senior players, I think in the form of Jordan Henderson. Who this intervened. is outrageous, Danny. This is outrageous. <laughs> These players don't run the game. This isn't about the players. What kind of management... You know, inclusive me mentality is one thing, but in the end, you don't run big businesses and you don't run football teams by democracy. You run it by leadership and autocracy. You can't abdicate responsibility by getting a bunch of players to sit around and decide what you're going to do next. And next time Jordan Henderson, who, by the way, wasn't even there, mm -hmm. is going to be dropped by somebody, what kind of what kind of environment are you going to create there when Henderson has become a power broker I think it's absurd and going to the point of Messi well you're afraid Ronaldo, you're afraid that when let's say Henderson gets left out of the first game of the European Championship that Harry Kane and Danny Rose are, are going to have some sort of players committee hang on hang on boss you know, we love Jordan we've always we've always got environments whether it's the media want to pick prime ministers or pick England teams and it's the players that want to run the game right but it doesn't mean you have to allow that to go on the players are an intricate we know they're the stars we know they can get paid King's Ransom, they're rock and roll stars now. But they don't make the rules. They shouldn't be in a position where they can influence the direction of travel, whether it's VAR or whether it's walking off a pitch because they're suffering abuse. That has to be the game's responsibility, not theirs. Let, him put, let me put to you then that actually Gareth Southgate had a higher duty than sorting out a punch-up between two of his players, and that is to make sure that his best player... With all due respect to my God, Harry Harry Kane, that his best player, Raheem Sterling, is not ostracised from the group. See, I'm conflicted by that, Dan, because you can't then turn around and say that you want character and you want you want respect if the player that's the best player can get away with murder in a, in a, and but, create but and, attempted murder. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Can get away <laughs> yeah, with behaving yeah. in a fashion which is not conducive with the environment you want to create. Now. 
Gareth Southgate will have been in dressing rooms. Look, conventional wisdom, and I hate to be in this territory because I often go against it, but if you listen to the the the, the, the wisdom that's coming out from most of the players, Rio Ferdinand, other players that I've heard him turn around, have unilaterally turned around and said, or universally turned around and said, sorry, turned around and said, no, that's not what he should have done. I, I see certain segments of our media you know that, that, that all about a certain way of operating none of them ever been leaders themselves sorry when they were saying what should he have not done what should he have done well they're talking about the, Ferdinand and a few others talking about the fact that no way should uh, Southgate have dragged this into the into the public domain no way should um, Sterling should have been hung out in that situation but I think Southgate had a problem here didn't he because he, he talked about leaks himself he he was afraid, social media, etc., that if he did nothing and just said, you two behave yourselves, no, I, he would have got out. I get it. I get it. You, what you do is, you, I would suspect, you get them together, you kick them both up the jacksy, one harder than the other, right? and then you put them back on a training pitch and say you're playing for your country. And by the way, media, we've had an altercation. This is how I've handled it. They're both playing on the team on, on Thursday. That's the end of the discussion. Thanks very much. Next. Next up is Ray Parr of the Romford Pelly speaking on Sunday's Weekend Sports Breakfast with Georgie Bingham on Christian Eriksen. I think 1st of January you can do your contract. So you can pre-sign wherever you're going to be going to. So And his, his wages will be so much more if he goes agent. on a free transfer. So the player says, wait a minute, no, I'm not going anywhere. I don't have to go anywhere. You might, you might get 20 million from him in January. But that twenty million will go in his pocket if he stays another six months. So, you know, it's, would, it's would not rocket science. Would, would I, I, you follow Redknapp's lead and ignore him then? Um, yeah, maybe. If he's if he's not if he's if there's players who want to play for Tottenham more than Ericsson, yes, I know he's a quality player. But sometimes you've got to say, here do a better job for me. He's gonna he's gonna try a little bit harder than Ericsson as much as he's got good quality. But he's gonna really put a shift in and, and, and work hard for the team and everybody around him for Spurs and, and wants to play for Spurs. So yeah, sometimes you've got to be cruel. Now to the warm up with Max Rushton and Barry Glendening. I got Gary Carvajal's bass. Yeah, why not? Okay, let's go. Been a while. It has. Eddie McGoldrick. Robert Othorne. Ian Selly. Phil Starbuck. Dale Gordon. Ruben Agbula. Kevin Drinkle. Kevin Gage. Miksu Patalainen. Mustafa Hadji. Yusuf Chippo. Kingsley Black. Darren Peacock. Ian Wong. Gavin Peacock. Simon Garner Trevor Hebbard Goodney Bergson Steve Anthrobus Mickey Jean Darren Barnard Nigel Jemson Ian Crook Ian Ormondroyd Ian Olney Ian Brightwell Ian Andrews Ian Selly <laughs> I've already sellied Barry It's Ian Carverhouse oh. Hook, line and sinker there Glenn Denning Hang your head in shame The shirt weighs heavy <laughs> The Culverhouse shirt. Heavy wears the shirt. Mm, don't reselly. At this level, Barry, I know you've had two weeks off, but that is uh, straight back on the training ground. 
Well, I, you set a trap. I, I did. walk straight into straight it. into it. And you're the. I thought I'd win this easy because you're a jet lag, mm. but but it turns out you're a loser, Barry. <laughs> Let's head over to the Trans-Europe Express now with Luke Moore, Lars Siversen and Andy Brassel. I'm really interested with the way Italy is developing. Yeah. Um, I know, certainly at the start of the qualifying campaign and even halfway through it, I wouldn't have thought of them necessarily as a, as a favourite. However, um, I think you look at them, you look at the, the coach they've got, Roberto Mancini. I know he doesn't convince all, but... Um, he's into it, though. He wanted the job for a long time and he's so passionate about so it. So yeah. desperately. And yeah. I, I think that's hugely important, the fact yeah. that he's not doing it as a stopgap. The fact that he would have walked over hot coals to, to do that job, I think that's really, really important. And, Andy, um, would they be having the same conversation in Italy uh, that we are about England, but in an opposite way, i.e. that Italy don't concede many, but they, they struggle to score goals? Um... Their problem has been a centre forward for a yeah. long time. They've scored um, fewer than half the goals England have scored. Yeah, and but I, I think you look at it now, and the way they've developed over the qualifying campaign, you're not looking necessarily just at the results. You're looking at the development of the performances as you go through this qualifying campaign, and that's the issue with a, a lot of these big teams. I mean, in midfield, they've got everything you want. Um, you, you look at when they played against Bosnia... Um, on on Saturday, I thought they were um, on Friday. Sorry, um, that midfield of Jorginho, Sandro Tonali, who's developing really nicely mm. for Brescia, and uh, Nicolo Barella. I think that looks fantastic. That is a midfield without Marco Verratti at the mm-hmm. moment. We have to say does, that. Do they have the, better the, midfield the, options in England? Would you say? Then? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really where their strength is. The concern for them is. The front line. And for so long, they've been looking for that number nine. And that's why, you know, especially with Mancini in charge, people looked at, would Balotelli hit a spell of form when he arrived back in club football? He has arrived back in club football. He's with the struggling side. He hasn't quite hit that run of form yet, although we see what the rest of the season holds. But I think that idea of hanging out for that number nine... It, it, it's not a great idea. You know, mm. you want other ways to, to go about things. And I think... With the way that um, both Bernadeschi and Insigne have become more and more important for them, I think you're looking at a pretty flexible front three. I don't think they really necessarily have to have that go-to goal scorer. Mm. And of course, when they played at Bosnia, they played um, with Belotti in the in the middle as well, which. You know he is a number nine. He is a proper number nine. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it, he's quite a scruffy player yeah. in many ways. But he's someone who absolutely runs defenders ragged. If he's in good physical condition and he arrives at the tournament in decent form, I think that front three with him in um, Insigne and uh, Bernadeschi is a very, very yeah. serviceable I, I, one. And I think, I think Belotti makes a lot of sense. I mean, he's unlikely to to win the Golden Boot, but if you accept that from this team, a lot, a lot of the goal scoring responsibility will probably have to fall on the wingers be it Insigne, Benedeschi or, or Chiesa uh, Where does Chiesa a, fit in, Lars? Where does Chiesa fit in there? Well, as in one of the wide... I mean, it must be very tempting to try him as like a full, false number nine or something just with the absence of a, of a number nine that you feel super comfortable with yeah. but I think it's more so about just making a call basically between I suppose it would be him and Benedeschi where you can just like I don't see how you don't have Insigne in there uh, either way 
the goals are very likely to come from the flanks and then having a centre-forward like Pelotti who gets through an awful lot of work and can create space by moving around and this sort of thing. I mean, that that, that can make him valuable even though he's not going to score that many. But this, to me, Lars, sounds like a recipe for Italian tournament success. Yeah. It really does, yeah. Uh, and you look at previous tournaments. If we go back to the, the, the 2006 World Cup, for example, I mean, no one scored more than two goals, did yeah. they? In, in that in that Italian lineup, they like to spread it around. And if you've got the base of Donnarumma, who, who again was excellent uh, away in Bosnia this weekend, um, they've got the depth at centre back. Acerbi came in and has, has done a pretty good got job. Of course, no, Acherby, yeah, yeah, of course, no, no Bonucci at the moment. They've got the quality there. You, you look, they had Romagnoli on the bench mm. on on, on Friday. Like Bonucci played against Bosnia, didn't he? Uh, sorry, I meant Chiellini. Chiellini, Chiellini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. out injured yeah. at the yeah, moment. That's right. But it's also handy for, for Italy in that regard that Emerson has kind of found himself at, at Chelsea and is getting games now and again as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, because he, they, Emerson they, started the season, but he's kind of fallen out of favour mm. a little bit. But he started at left back for Italy in Bosnia uh, in their last game. But they've, they've, got, they've got big options there as they well. They have. You're listening to Talksport Daily, and this is Jason Cundy. I think first and foremost, with Tyson Fury, what you've got is the reason why he walks around in the manner that he does mm. is because he considers himself as a matter of course to be the lineal champion, which means he beat the guy that had all the undisputed belts and then kept them for himself. And ultimately got stripped of them for a variety of reasons mm -hmm. and has never lost a title belt. Now, for, 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 for legitimate reasons inside a ring, legitimate reasons being... And probably did beat Deontay Wilder in their probably belt, did beat yeah. Deontay Wilder and came back from a very protracted period of time away with a raft of challenges from mental health to physical challenges that would probably have stopped most people in their tracks. And to the opprobrium that some of his views had got, had got him. And to all some those of, yeah, things have had to be and to, dealt and, with. You know, and some of the things that he said at the time that, that didn't serve him very well were views that, that 
are not particularly palatable for most people yeah. of a decent sort of set of thinking. Yeah. They're his views. He's entitled to them. He would probably have been better served keeping them to himself. But occupying a position as he did at that time, which was the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, he probably should have carried that a little bit better than he did. Now, we learned going forward that he's had all these different different challenges and issues, and he's making you know a very good fist of making sure people understand the challenges that he had. What I believe that he's doing is no different... You know, specifically in WWE, it's no different than has gone through the passage of time. Ali did it. Mike Tyson did it. Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather has done it. It's about what, what, what he's doing at this moment in time is, is a land grab. Anthony Joshua missed his opportunity, went to America to fight in America, got beat by Andy Ruiz in Madison Square Garden. Um, Fury's gone over, and if you look at the, the introduction of, of himself into the ring with an Apollo Creed pair of trousers or a Nacho Libra outfit on Mexican Independence Day, and if you then cross over into a huge audience which WWE has, he's bringing a crossover appeal, which means he'll be taking those fans into his pay-per-view environment when he fights the next fights he has. So I think it's very clever strategic thinking. I think at the end of the day, if he walks into a boxing ring and stinks it out, then people will turn around and say the lack of credibility will come from his performances, not by his association with another sport. Now, moving into the territory of MMA is a completely different dynamic. Because whilst Tyson Fury is a unique animal, unique animal, because nobody of that size or build should be able to have the pugilist boxing skills. And the fluidity skills, that he fluidity brings to it, yeah. And the fact that he can switch here, he can move about, he can keep out of range. You know, he isn't the biggest hitter in in the heavyweight division. Doesn't need to be. But he doesn't need to be because he's so skillful. Um, and you just don't look at Tyson Fury when you first see him and think that's possible for someone of that size and build. The movement and the fluidity of movement. But moving into MMA, I think conventional wisdom will say, if he fights an MMA fighter, if he doesn't take him out with a first punch the moment they're inside, that's the end of the day. I, I just feel that Tyson Fury is a man for all seasons right now and is sitting there believing that his shine, because he, he people are talking about him as a superstar. They're talking about him as having the charisma. And it's incredible when you think, Dan, when you think back to some of the things that have come out of his mouth. Right? Yes, and they are extreme things. They're his views. He's entitled to them. But they're pretty extreme about religion and about homophobia and so on and so forth that would have made sure that nobody going forward would want very much to do with him. And here we have Tyson Fury now, 2.0, yeah. um, you know, being touted and lauded as a superstar. And also because of the way he openly talks about the mental, mental challenges, health challenges based, yeah. um, you know, he, he's being set up as, as, as almost as a role as model. As an ambassador. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um, you're right. The things he had to say about sexuality would have got most people's careers hitting the buffers pretty solidly. Uh, and, but and, in his uh, sport, and I, I, I don't know about you, Dan, I think you have to be responsible for what you do and say, but in the end, it should distill down to how you do your sport and how good you are. And I think in his sport... I think he's the best there is at this moment in time. I think that he'll beat all of them. I think he beat Deontay Wilder. I I, I think he'll beat Joshua if he fights him, and I think they'll avoid that fight like the plague. Um, and I think he'll beat anyone that's put in who front will of him. Avoid that, who will avoid that fight? Joshua. Yeah. Joshua I, will avoid that fight. Well, Here's Terry Alderton doing an impressions medley in the latest edition of the Glory Hunters podcast. It's available to download right now. It's there every Monday morning. What are you waiting for? Here's Terry. 
the thing about Nigel Benny, when he talks, right, when he talks, he end up, end up running out of breath. I've told you. I would think, I would think that's perfect. This is one of the, this is the old Christy Bank. The new one, of course, has no lisp anymore. And sounds more like Nelson Mandela. But... <laughs> And you've been listening to the Paul Ross TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can hear me presenting Extra Time weekday mornings from 1am to 5am on TalkSport. Please remember, do it now. Subscribe to this podcast so this lands in your inbox each and every morning. And don't forget, Mr Goldstein is back tomorrow. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.